0: He's got connections, from actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. Matt Kauf has spent the last several years as an Emmy Award-winning writer for Comedy Central's The Daily Show, as well as honing his skills on stage as a stand-up comedian. He joins me via the laser hotline. Welcome, Matt. Hey, how are you? Doing very well, thank you. It's uh, great to have you. Thanks for your time today. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, thank you.
0: We're getting the month of November off to a very funny start with the release of Who's My Little Guy, your debut comedy album, which comes out Friday.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about it. It's my, yeah, my first album. I've been, it's been a dream of mine to record uh, an album. I finally did it.
0: And you're joining a, a pantheon of comedians who have put out albums over the course of time. And I, I mean, I grew up enjoying some of the all-time greats, Matt. I mean, Robin Williams, A Night at the Met, Eddie Murphy, Ross, Sam Kinison, Louder Than Hell. Uh, These are routines I was listening to when I was a kid, so comedy has always been a big part of my life. Same for you, I imagine.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned all my favorites, too. Even uh, Abbott and Costello, which is way before my time, um, you know, I, I listened to their, I think I destroyed a cassette uh, that my parents gave me, because I listened to it over and over again, the like, Who's On First routine.
0: Yeah, Matt, so that, it's so funny you bring that up. I hate to cut you off, but I had a tape as well of that routine, and it said Radio Reruns on the tape. Did yours say Radio Reruns by chance? It
1: sounds familiar. It's been a long time. Yeah, you know, when people were listening to cassettes, basically, that's how long it's been.
0: Well, it's yeah. just funny that, like, you said that, and I'm like, oh, my God, I had a cassette of Who's On First as well. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's really not... <laughs> Yeah, maybe every you know comedy fan did. You know That's, that was kind of the uh, the gateway drug,
0: I guess. Yeah, no question. You know, what's funny is even before I started having to hide some of the music I was listening to for fear of parental disapproval, it was those comedy albums. <laughs> it was those comedy albums I worried about being confiscated because of some of the more colorful language and subject matter. God forbid my mom ever found out. You know?
1: Oh yeah, George Carlin is way dirtier than any. You know, metal band I can think
0: of. I love that every time I read the title of your album, Matt, either out loud or in my own head, it reads in a completely condescending tone. Am I doing that right? Uh,
1: Well, do do it. Uh, Let me hear it.
0: All right. Who's my little guy?
1: Oh, yeah, no, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You could even add a (laughs) doobie-doo-doo-doo.
0: As he's patting your head, right? (laughs)
1: Exactly, right, right, right. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's totally condescending. It really reflects my personality. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, that, that actual, uh, phrase is, is taken from a joke in the album about, uh, me having a pet. Um, basically whenever I eat like a a can of tuna, I, I always feel like I'm making food for a pet. But I'm the pet, uh, so I'm just like, "Who's my little guy?" And I guess I'm my little guy because I'm the only one here. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, you got it, you nailed it.
0: I'm more than familiar with your work as a writer for The Daily Show with both Trevor Noah and Jon Stewart, which earned you an Emmy Award. That entire experience must have been absolutely crazy.
1: I, I yeah, it was it was a huge adrenaline hit, you know, to to just be there and go and say, super surreal. But the, the thing that jumps out at me, um, you know, the memory, is I, I get this Emmy, I'm just staying there on stage, and then I go backstage, and they're serving McDonald's all-day breakfast, uh, which, is, I guess, is promotion or something. What? But now, whatever, uh, you know, Miami might still smell like hash browns. I'm not sure, but I, it's a very vivid memory.
0: I mean, who doesn't love a good Egg McMuffin? I just wouldn't expect it at the Emmy Awards.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't expect it at, like, 9 p.m. either, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who
0: knows uh getting a gig like the the daily show that i mean that's a huge vote of confidence getting a gig like that right
1: oh yeah yeah i would say so um yeah and i came in kind of at the end uh of john stewart's run I, I had two years with john yeah i i remember coming in just being like wow this is crazy that i'm here at all you know uh There must have been some mistake. You know, I had pretty bad (laughs) imposter syndrome, you know, because it was like, they're doing okay without me. I'm like, are you sure you need me? And uh, (laughs) John Stewart, you're pretty funny as you are. But apparently, apparently I helped out, you know. Um, But yeah, it was a very nerve wracking thing. And uh, yeah, I I still remember like getting an interview with John uh, and just it was weird to see him in person because I'm so I was so used to just seeing him two dimensionally straight on like, that I almost didn't believe that there was a back of his head.
0: That's crazy. I, You know, I've had moments like that. I work in rock and roll radio, so, it, you know, when we meet our favorite musicians, sitting down across from Metallica or Ozzy Osbourne or something is, uh, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just very surreal. Cause, yeah, cause you kind of grow up watching them, and you're just like, oh, yeah, you are actually, like, I could pinch you if I wanted to. I didn't do that, <laughs> but I could
0: You were a writer before you decided to take the stage and try your hand at stand-up. Was there someone that encouraged you to go that direction, or was that something you always wanted to do?
1: People actively discouraged me to try Um, stand-up. It it was something that I actually was um, pretty curious about. Yeah, I was a writer. I also did, like, uh, sketch and improv, Uh, but I was always, you know, curious if, like, if I tried stand-up, this was really my fear, like, would I have some sort of weird aneurysm or panic-based stroke right um so i i, I must have the courage it took me a few years but then i finally did it and uh you know it didn't go well but i was very proud of myself uh for not having a stroke so <laughs> i so basically i was like well i didn't have that stroke so basically i'll just continue And see where it goes. And, and, you know, but that was really the initial, that was the most difficult part for me is just doing it that one first time. Um, You know, but if you, if you, I always recommend to people who, because I feel like there's a lot of people who are just like, I just want to try stand up to see. And I'm just like, well, just, just do it. You know what I mean? And if you like it, Then I keep, you know, keeping that thing going seems to be a lot easier than just your first time, which is terrifying.
0: I'm sure there's a difference in level of professional satisfaction between something you've written being used on The Daily Show, for example, and getting laughs from an actual audience sitting there in front of you. Compare the two from your perspective.
1: Yeah, how would I compare them? Basically, like uh, it's like eating a really good steak versus uh, slaughtering a cow and and eating the cow raw. No, that's that's a bad (laughs) analogy
0: Um,
1: because you'll probably get sick. Maybe it's not such a bad analogy. No, I I mean it's it's uh, it's really a different level, you know. Like um, to be like a writer is. Is, uh, it's very fun. It's just like, it's kind of like a little, like, it's always a thrill, even six years in. It's just like, oh, they used my joke. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, to actually, like, uh, get last yourself it's such a, a visceral thing, you know what I mean? Um, whereas, like, when, you, when they use your joke on TV, it's kind of like more of an intellectual kind of satisfaction. Like, ha-ha, I am smart. <laughs> but it's uh, performing. It's like, oh, I'm actually... Funny too as a as a person, you know what I mean? It's it's nice to be uh it's nice to know that you can kinda be funny in more than one way.
0: Certainly beats the hell out of a bunch of likes on Facebook. I understand that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So much of the material you created for The Daily Show is current events-based, and I know you certainly don't avoid going there in the comedy routine, but I imagine it must be a lot more fun delving into your personal life and showing off your versatility that way as you're doing on Who's My Little Guy.
1: Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, because honestly, um, I'm not really... Uh, I mean, I didn't come into The Daily Show as a politically-minded person. I was just a person who was, who's was, you know, pretty good at writing jokes. Um, so I've always been more on the, uh, you know, kind of weird, obscene, uh, side of the spectrum. Like I used to write for the onion, you know, I was just, I was just kind of like a weird joke guy. Not like, this is my, you know, take on, uh, Congress and capitalism. I'm not really a hot take guy. Sure. I'm just more of a, you know, uh you want a, a joke about, like, a penis or something, I'm pretty good for that, you know?
0: <laughs> but do you find that with some of these larger-than-life characters you cover in pop culture, and then you mentioned politics and elsewhere, the material largely writes itself more often than not, doesn't it?
1: I mean, certainly with Trump, it's, yeah. it's really a workout, a comedic workout to <laughs> to beat the things that he says. Um and really, a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's just like for for me personally, it's like H- this is so nuts. Like this really feels like a comedy sketch. Like today, he was talking about like uh, the dog. It killed Al Baghdadi, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I feel like I think he was maybe explaining what a dog was. It's like some people call it a canine; I call it a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know what a, a dog is.
0: <laughs> we know
1: that there are synonyms for dogs, so it is often just sort of like, well, where do you go from there? But you try because you know they're paying you, so you have to uh, you have to out Trump Trump. Yep. Yeah, somehow.
0: Yep, and and try to find a synonym for the man himself.
1: Exactly, and, you know, we we certainly have uh, a lot of those. I think one we came up with was um, Orange Julius Caesar. You know, <laughs> you know that one wasn't <laughs> mine; it was somebody else's. But but we, I think we have a whole file of you know nicknames. for <laughs> well, At this point, it's pretty long.
0: It seems as if you've been surrounded by some real characters in your life, from what I gather of the material I'm familiar with, and one of the biggest, I'm guessing, is your mother.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I, I talk about uh, my mom and just basically how overprotective she is. And she worries about everything I do. And basically, I feel like, uh, you know, as soon as I came out of the womb, she was just kind of like, all right, well, just don't go more than five feet away. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, like um, one of the jokes on the album, I talk about how she was panicking because I signed up to run a half marathon. She thought I, there might be some terror threat, but I'm just like it's it's a half
0: marathon.
1: Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's a huge threat, you know. The <laughs> terrorists, I feel, like, go after the biggest and the brightest, not <laughs> me and a bunch of divorced dads. Jeez, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's she's a lot, but you know, she loves me, and and she's very uh, she's a real good sport, you know. She was actually in. Uh, the audience for one of the album tapings. And uh, it was a little bit awkward joking about her to her. But, (laughs) you know, she's also just like, well, what are you going to do? You know, I have to support my son. I'm the one who screwed him up, and now he's doing comedy.
0: That's right. (laughs) How's that for validation? I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I can justify any of my awful actions very easily. (laughs) Uh,
0: Matt Koff is my special guest. A great Twitter follow at Matt Koff. That's K O F F. An Emmy award-winning writer for The Daily Show. Matt has also written for IFC's Onion News Network, Comedy Central's Onion Sports Dome, and even has a bit of history with a certain game show. Don't you?
1: I do. Yes, the uh, the Newlywed Game. Yeah.
0: And I'm a game show aficionado. So, what was your role there, and and what happened? <laughs>
1: Um are you familiar with the show by
0: the way? I, I uh, yeah, I'm familiar with that show for sure. It's a long running show.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there was a reboot, you know, there was the one in the sixties and there was a reboot with Sherry Shepard. and basically I was brought on I think it was season five to be a writer and they wanted to kind of shake things up and they knew that I was like an a uh, writer for the onion, you know, satirical newspaper and they knew that I was kind of like a, a weird guy and I, I you know, I kinda could of be like a guy who pitches curveballs, but mm-hmm. uh, as it turned out, uh, that the curveballs balls were too curvy and <laughs> they were just, you know, the, basically the questions that I would write for these newlywed, gay, uh, con- t- contestants were just too weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, this, this is not on the album, but there was an actual, somebody like, the thing is you have to write like 15 questions a day for like newlywed, you know, contestant. And, uh, I, was, I hadn't even been married at that point, so I didn't really know what to ask married people at all. You know, like <laughs> my imagination got tapped out. So I think at the end, it was like maybe 5 p.m. I wanted to go, and I wrote this question. It was like, okay, well, all right, fellas, say you're a, a flesh-eating bacteria <laughs> um, and your parents are in town. Where on your wife's body would you go to get, like, the biggest uh, feast? <laughs> um, which I guess is a very convoluted way of saying which is your wife's body parts is, like, the most fleshy. <laughs> right. And I I don't know why I uh, wrote that question, <laughs> uh, but I, I do know that I was not at back for the following season of the Newlywood game.
0: Oh, God, that's so funny. Because just imagine, I mean, for some weird reason, something like that gets through your you know editors or censors or whatever, and somebody <laughs> actually says that on the air, it would be the greatest moment in that show's history, I guarantee it. Oh,
1: yeah. No, I, I could tell you the question that I did get on the air that I was most proud of. Yes. Um, okay, if your husband's little country singer had a name, would it be Long Jennings, Girth <laughs> Brooks, or Billy Ray Sideways? <laughs> and oh. and there, were, there were three women, and uh, each, of, each of the women picked a different one. So I feel bad for that woman's husband who said, you know, my husband is Billy Ray Sideways. Uh, oh. got pretty revealing.
0: Well, I was going to say, and then the guys have to be able to match it, and what if they're not being honest or whatever, and there's no match there? That sounds a little weird, too. <laughs> exactly right.
1: Yeah, was, I think I broke up a few relationships that
0: day. <laughs> He's bad for the relationships. Get him out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, you ended up in a really great place, Matt. You know, writing for The Daily Show, is uh, that's an incredible gig unto itself. But uh, your success in stand-up comedy here and uh, the release of uh, your debut comedy album, Who's My Little Guy, which is coming out Friday. And My listeners should check out your social media channels for the link if they want to buy it, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be on every platform. You can order it right now on, on iTunes and Google Play. But yeah, go to Instagram, Twitter, and just click the link in, in my bio, and you can go and pre-order it now and it'll be available everywhere this Friday.
0: Fantastic. Well, thanks again so much for your time and for the laughs. I really appreciate it, Matt, and you're welcome back on the show anytime, man.
1: Oh, Thank you so much, Andy. I really appreciate it.
0: Of course. Yeah. Have yourself a great day. You too. Thanks so much.